0: Hello and welcome to Connecting to Host where we're going to be talking about Borderlands 2 because we've gone back in time about four years for some reason, oh five years it came out in 2012. Uh, So loot, shoot and level up, Borderlands 2 is an online cooperative FPS RPG where you play as one to four Vault Hunters Facing off against a massive new world of creatures, psychos, and the evil mastermind, Handsome Jack. Uh, it was originally released in 2012 and is uh, currently available on Steam uh, for a price of around €30 Euros or €45 with for DLC, which seems ridiculously high now I think about it because it's five <laughs> years old. But but it's, it's always on Steam sale, so it's pretty mm. easy to pick up. Uh, you can also get it on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as part of the Handsome Collection, which is essentially like a Game of the Year edition for about £40. Pounds. Uh, as I say, it's nearly always on sale, so check it out on the Humble Store or wait for the next Steam sale. Um, yeah, the Hanson Collection can... comes with other games too, right? Like uh, the pre Oh, yeah, cool. it does, yeah. On the PS4 yeah, that's true. or Xbox One. That seems a crazy price difference then. Yeah. Because maybe you can get that on Steam as well. I don't know. But like you, but you say, can it's also always get on get, sale. Uh, I think you can also get it on Xbox 360, or I might be completely making that up. Is it a 360 No, it was game? originally on 360,
1: yeah. It that's was. True.
0: And it's backwards compatible on Xbox One, so if you have the original disc, you can maybe buy the disc and put it in and that'll work and you just automatically get the downloaded copy. Uh, If you want to slum it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh So, what are we playing on and what characters are we using? Uh, We originally played through the game and all of the DLC on the Xbox One uh, but we have recently gone back to it only for an hour, I think about an hour and 20 minutes or something, uh, on our Gaming PCs and it it looks a lot better at 100 FPS at 4K. I can tell you, <laughs> <laughs> rather than well, 22 FPS or whatever it is on the Xbox, ran <laughs> pretty um, smooth actually on the Xbox because it was the old game ported. I guess so. Yeah, and and the cartoon graphics kind of it, it's a lot easier to render. It's not like it's trying to be you know Titanfall or Call of Duty or something mm. realistically detailed. I think the cartoon aesthetic makes it. Slightly easier to render, but uh, tell us about the game, John. Tell us most
1: certainly, sir. So, I mean, <laughs> if anyone hasn't heard of Borderlands, this is going to be unlikely, but just in case you haven't, it's a kind of fairly standard FPS in terms of gameplay, but with a massive inventory of guns, different types of grenades you can throw, relics, and things you can pick up to add to your character, and shields. Uh, but it is an open world game, so that sets it apart from most FPS's with quest markers loads of different areas you can visit about 20 i think in total Uh, and all have different levels so you can go anywhere but you'll get your ass handed to you lots of chests lots and lots and lots of loot and to help you getting around you fairly early on unlock a vehicle station so you can spawn a vehicle uh, and you can kind of either go for a machine gun or a rocket launcher on it and and just blast around the the wastelands uh, in your vehicle shooting things and getting to quest markers quicker and quicker Overall style, pretty uh, tongue-in-cheek, I guess, in delivery of characters and plot, and like you said before, the the visuals are uh, fairly a bit cartoony or cell shaded. Not not fully. It's not like uh, watching anime, but it's uh, everything's got big black borders, so it's somewhere in the middle. But it, because of that, I think it actually still looks pretty good, even at five years old. You uh, you don't feel like it's crappy old textures or anything, because most of them are meant to be quite colourful and
0: bright. So yeah, holds up well. But- a gritty feel to it like the cell shading as you say it's not like an Mm. anime it's much more kind of like um i'm trying to think of kind of like something like uh sin city or something like that yeah where it's not not black and white obviously but it's that kind of you know heavy artistic cell shading uh with lots of dirt all over it uh it's pretty good yeah it's nice it's definitely definitely different to other games so it stands out for that so uh, <clears throat> there's lots of different characters that you can play as. Um, I mean, basically, you're going to talk about the plot in a minute, I guess. But uh, yeah. y- the plot starts, it carries on pretty much from the previous game, Borderlands 1, which I hadn't played when I played this game. So I had no idea about any of the setting, plot, nothing. Um, and y- you're all on a bus and you get to choose your character from, uh, I think there's four to start with in the Yeah, four in the game. core game. Yep. and then there's two more in the DLC later on uh, so you've got Salvador the Gunzerker uh, who has a Berserk mode where he can dual wield guns which is pretty awesome uh, there was Zero the Assassin which is who I played as I think um, mm-hmm. yep. the holographic decoy uh, and that was great cause you could just basically drop a, a holographic version of you and then enemies would attack that and then you sort of run around and shoot things mm-hmm. Um was good with the sniper rifle and stuff which I generally prefer uh, there was Mayor the Siren, which is what I believe you played as. Certainly was, yeah, with the slightly magical powers. Yep, and you could do suspend enemies, which was great, because you could literally just pick people up, and they would just hover in the air for a little bit, so you could just shoot them. Um, and then did it have like some sort of quantum break thing, where like if you shot loads of bullets at it, they'd all appear at once, once the suspension was over, or am I completely imagining that?
1: Pretty sure you're imagining that. They would go up Pretty in the sure, air. and
0: you your... Your shots would do more damage on them,
1: so you get kind of buff damage. Ah, on that them. was it.
0: That was it. And that was pretty good. Cool. It was much easier to headshot them for me because if you suspended <laughs> them, they were just there. And so you could just go bang, 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 and just get multiple headshots in a row. And uh, great for boss fights. Uh, yeah. And then there was Axton the Commando, which we we never used, uh, who can drop turrets, who's a bit more of an engineer type. Uh, yeah, I used him had... in one of my run throughs. He's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: I, I think. Not, I don't think with you, but I played it a bit before we played it for like five or ten hours, and I, I yeah, played it yeah. him, and you could just drop the turret. Nice to have a, a sidekick, especially if you're not playing co-op. So,
0: I was just thinking when we played it through again, I think I chose maybe one of the... Maybe it was the Gunzerka. I can't remember. It was, I think uh, I had I the Gunzerka, and you had the Mecromancer. Ah, uh, okay. We, oh, yeah, Gage the Mecromancer. Oh, of course it was, yes, because she looks a bit like... Um, Tiny Tina, that's why yeah, I chose yeah, her. yeah. Uh, so she can summon a mech companion. She's one of the TLC players, and then there's Greek, the psycho, uh, <laughs> who has a throwable axe. And the psychos are basically the the bad guys of the of the game, or or one of the bad guys, I should say. So you you can play as that side sort of. There's uh yeah, some some weird characters in this game. Yeah,
1: just there for fun, I guess. He was one of the DLCs near the end, so. But I um. I, I really like the fact that the different characters had the leveling trees as well. So each one had three different trees of skills, right? And at level five, you would un- unlock those trees oh, of skills yeah, and you could it was, pump your yeah. points into them. So so like for my character, I got to level up my... I could either level up my lifting ability or perhaps some more general combat skills, but I would... And you could add effects to your powers depending on which skills you bought in the tree. So and they were meaty trees. I mean, I think the game caps at level 60 or something originally and then you can get it higher with dlc and every level you get another point to put in so you, you got to gradually add these powers and abilities which is cool
0: yeah there was a nice steady progression um and there's also uh the what, what, what are they called badass points or am i yeah that? yeah yeah but i'll I'll let you talk about that yeah <laughs> so um I, I've, I've just read down the list slightly and then just seen literally the next line after <laughs> just <those> badass points. <laughs> so many things in this game it's, uh, uh, it's, it's
1: a huge game i but, literally uh, just yeah, typed let's... a comment
0: golden keys and that's there as well so i'll <laughs> sure, i'll let you get on with it
1: i've already thought of it mr benjamin don't you worry but uh yeah let's talk about the plot a little bit so i mean um the game is set five years after the first game where a bunch of vault hunters landed on the planet pandora and they went hunting for some massive treasures in this sort of curious vault thing that you have to hunt down in the first one but at the end of the first game i'm going to kind of spoil this for you ben if you haven't finished yet i'm afraid but we're talking about the sequel uh, um but you go into the vault and there's a massive monster inside like the world eating monster and obviously you kill it uh so then five years later this is when this game starts and what's really cool is that the original characters are still kicking around right um in the world and then you but Hampson jack has come to pandora and now he kind of rules the planet from his satellite which is a massive h shape in the sky so whenever you're walking around the world you can just see this h-shaped satellite which is where he's looking down probably with lots of laser beams um, <laughs> but there is rumors of an even bigger more prosperous vault on what pandora just waiting to be found and that's what you're your characters are here to do as the new Vault Hunters. Liberate the planet from Jack and find the bigger Vault.
0: And it's, it's great because you literally start off and you wake up and he just starts talking to you and he's like, oh, okay, I, I can't really be bothered to come down there and kill you. <laughs> so if you could just kill yourself, that would save me a lot of trouble. And he just spends like the first half an hour trying to make you kill yourself. <laughs> like, just by talking to you <laughs> over the phone for no reason. It's really good. Reminds me a lot of... Um, uh pagan min from uh fire cry 4 it's that kind of relationship that you have with handsome jack where you don't really ever see him you just hear from him via walkie-talkie every so often it's pretty cool
1: mm, pretty nice yeah the fact he, they introduce him really early and you keep talking to him so a uh, bit about the world itself it's broken down to a huge number of areas i think there's like 20 or maybe even 30 in total mm-hmm. ranging from desert to this arctic tundra which I guess where you start in all the Arctic lands. And then there's loads of caverns and grasslands and desert and all sorts of places that you can go and visit. And and they're all leveled. So the creatures that you find there, if you're too low level, will be badass and kick your ass. So you should probably turn away from there (laughs) and come back later. But you don't have to, which is nice. Uh, And it it opens up not linearly, really. You can kind of pick roughly Mm. a different direction to go after a certain point. So that's pretty nice. And the world is also full of probably more than twenty or thirty core types of bad guys and then variants on them, like you know, elite types and things. Um, and they're level two. So there might be bandits that go from level two to, to twenty, and then there's these things called blimongs, which are like big <laughs> ape type creatures, lots of psychos running around that blow themselves up when they run up to you. Uh Skags, the kind of wasteland, I guess almost like tiger type things, but a bit more. Hmm insect like uh, and then jack's mechanical army which is helping him rule the planet <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of a lot of shit to kill a lot of places to go a lot of quests to do i think the main point i want to get across here there's a plot it's, it's yeah it's pretty interesting it's good, it's, it. good it's good plot there um, i mean to
0: be fair it it has a lot of twists and turns in it yeah and there's a lot of people from the first game i mean i didn't know them when they turned up they'd turn up and you'd go oh she was in the first game. And I go, oh, okay, great. I have no idea of the relationship here. <laughs> uh, and then when I when I finally went back and played the first game, I realized because I got to play as those characters, and so it's kind of cool how they bought the people back from the first game without being like you're playing as them again or anything. They're just there, yeah. And they I really like that. You and give you missions. Um, and I really like the uh, not just the areas that you can go to, but also the city settings. So mm. there's. Uh, I forget what the place is called. It, it's got a name that is just constantly reused in like so many games and places. It's <laughs> called something like Salvation or uh, Oh yeah, Utopia or something or? like that. But it's pretty cool because yeah. you go in there and then there's like your typical RPG. People with quest markers over their heads and shops. There's loads of places to go and interesting things to find. And I really enjoyed all of our time at that hub world because there was mm. so much interesting stuff to find and lots of achievements there. And uh, Moxie was there as well. So it's a damn decent <laughs> <confusing to laughs> You spent a lot of your time at the Moxie's them. bar, didn't you, Ben? <laughs> I spent a lot of time. Gave her a lot of tips. (laughs) Uh, So I get to talk a little bit about the DLC. Um, Now, we didn't play all of it uh, because there is a considerable amount, to be fair. Um, I mentioned the the Mecromancer and the Psycho characters that you get as part of the DLC. Uh, But each of them also came with story packs. So you had uh, Captain Scarlet and her pirate's booty, uh, which is like a whole new area in like a wasteland desert that you went to. Uh, which I didn't really enjoy that much. I thought it dragged on a bit too much and there was a, too much slow travelling around. Uh, yeah, you, it was a You big seem to think expanse. it was all right.
1: It was all right. I wasn't enamoured with it, but it was, it was just a bit more content, fun, running around shooting things. But yeah, it wasn't a sh- like a... I wouldn't rush out to get it if I was replaying the game.
0: No, and then there were two more that we didn't play, which were Mr. Torg's Campaign of Carnage and Sir Hammerlock's Big Game Hunt, which we should probably go back and play at some point because they sound good i and think the big game is- hunt added a bunch of
1: uh i think we did a few of them not even without like without even realizing oh, it but he'd yes, be like oh, go and kill 20 of these things and then you kill 20 and it's like that would unlock something else so it wasn't like a a solid quest chain like the other two there's two that have a really strong quest line but this was mm-hmm. lots of little missions i think so
0: no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, but then there is the the last one, which uh, I would say is probably one of the finest pieces of DLC made for any game ever, uh, <laughs> which is Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Uh, oh which, yeah. Uh, essentially, Tiny Tina is like uh, she's very much like Louise from Bob's Burgers. If you've ever seen that, uh, she's like this mad little genius child who's a little bit <laughs> unhinged. Uh, and the story for that particular piece of DLC is that she's running a game of Dungeons and Dragons, essentially, <laughs> with all of the other, like, uh, vault hunters. So you've got all these people, and there's like the guy with his big gun who's like just like, going, mm. Oh, Tina, I don't want to play. <laughs> and, and so then you get dropped in, but then the game is that you are actually playing it in first person as if it is just Borderlands stuff, but it's all themed. So you've got like all castles that you go around and. There was a lot of detail, the things like chests that you open instead of being like the fairly modern-looking che- uh, crate boxes, things. Yeah. Like, they're now yeah. like treasure chests and stuff. Um, I think the currency was slightly different that you collected and sound effects. It was like a really good And the bad guys, obviously, re-skinning. skeletons and stuff. Yeah. it was then you massive, just, wasn't it? It was huge. It was probably about
1: 10 hours long. I yeah, say. I remember us thinking this has got to be like a novelty that's going to last two hours or something because it's so <laughs> different. It really different. was and not. It went on for like ten. That and there was, was awesome.
0: So much, so many different areas. Like it was, it was way more than like a basic reskin. It was a lot of effort. And it was mm. hilariously funny, like, <laughs> the first, like, five minutes, like, a level 50 dragon turns up. <laughs> and you're, you're just getting your ass handed to you by this massive dragon that you have no hope of possibly killing. And then, like, you just hear the character speaking to Tina going, Tina, you can't just put a dragon in uh, at the first part. <laughs> and she just goes, okay, 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 it's not a dragon, it's not a dragon. Plot twist! And then the dragon just disappears <laughs> And then there's a skeleton. She says, "It's a skeleton, and it's called Mister. Uh, I don't know, Mister <laughs> Bony Pants." And then literally, it's got like a little label and a health bar under it. It's like Mister Bony Pants, level ten. <laughs> He's just coming towards you. It was great. It was really funny. Yeah, pretty um, really clever. And that carried on like throughout. It was, uh, it was a great piece of DLC. Um, but then also alongside the DLC, there's like a million cosmetic items and weapons and it's very much a game that's numbers driven and not so much, Mm. uh, not only, I should say, in terms of like stats going up by like, oh, here's a boost of 0.05% for this stat. (laughs) Uh, But like, it's just so many weapons and different types. Uh, They did a really good job of making sort of loads of different models and having enough detail that changes between each one that every weapon looks unique without actually i mean it's just the same as all the others but just maybe slightly different stats um, and so they added even more in the dlc so now it's just a, a massive game there's so many items to pick up
1: one thing you uh mentioned there which we really should talk about is the weapon generation system and that's really cool so it's um i guess there's a bunch of base types of weapons like there's the shotgun the pistol the smg the sniper rifle but then not only are they completely randomized, uh, the, one of the selling points of the game, right, is like a bazillion guns because they've randomized so many different components. And when you multiply all the possibilities together, there's, there's millions. But they, um, not just the numbers, not just like the accuracy and the reload time, but also the mechanically, they mechanically different. So you might have a sniper rifle that shoots explosive bullets or a rocket launcher that shoots seven rockets at a time or three or five and in a certain pattern with a certain delay between them or they might they might curve around or go around in a spiral or you can unload your entire shotgun with one click but obviously mm. that was really nice because it wasn't just like other oh, seven different weapons with different damage range and this that the other you actually felt like there are yeah obviously not a bazillion different feeling weapons but it did feel like there are an awful lot of different mechanics to play with and that was really cool
0: sometimes and the nice you found thing the about thing that, that. When it, as well as I like the way that the name changed as well Mm. so the names were also cleverly linked to certain skills so if you had like explosive rocket that shoots three rockets at a time it'd have like a funny name that sort of played on that fact so even without knowing what the stats were you could generally like read the name and sort of get an idea of what it was going to be but they were always random so sometimes you'd see like the same adjectives turn up a load of times but even so it was kind of clever that it wasn't just the gun and the look mm. of it and the numbers that were randomly generated but also the name itself which i thought was pretty clever
1: and they made an, a really interesting choice which was also really good is they had some brands of guns and they ran with a theme so there was like the tdio guns and um, oh yeah the like yeah. imperial guns and they would they would generally have like a special ability so one of them would be when you've emptied your clip you actually throw your gun at them and then it explodes and mm. does a bit of damage and yeah. certain guns might, you know, be more likely to be explosive or have other abilities, and that was that was really cool because it kept a, a strong world theme while also randomizing a lot of properties of the guns. So you got to and learn did the, the name.
0: Did you get a benefit if you had all of your weapons by the same manufacturer, or maybe that was an achievement? I forget. I think I'm sure there was achievement, some. Yeah, I thought there was some benefit if you had like all of your weapons from the same company. Like it might have been like just plus 5% damage or something silly like that. But there was definitely a strong tie to the brand names of each mm. weapon. And there was like a load of lore as well. Like you could go in and read like the history of all of these different companies that make all these weapons. So it was uh, there's a, a huge amount of detail there.
1: Yeah. And it kept the theme strong, which I really liked. Uh, a couple other random bits really that we should mention, but not dwell too long on, I guess. There was the badass points which just had a bit more customization to the game. So if you have little mini challenges that you could do, kill 10 bully mongs, uh, kill 10 psychos with grenades, run 100 meters in three seconds, I can't remember what they all were. And every time you did one of those things, you unlocked a badass point, uh, and then you could spend that on. It was random. There, were, there was a list of maybe 30 things, and it would randomly pick five that you could spend your points on. And it would be have point naught seven <laughs> percent more health or two percent really like more speed. <laughs> uh so you'd have to spend a lot of these points. But it was still cool because it felt like you after a while and you spent ten badass points on something, it was plus four percent health or something. It's like, yeah, that's that's significant, you know? Not game breaking, but enough to make a difference. Uh and then there were these golden keys. And I was never quite sure where I got them from. But I think because I bought Borderlands 2 really early but just after it came out on the xbox 360 i played about 10 hours and then i i actually didn't play it much so i sold it while it still had some value i thought i'll get this again later when i got time to play it and then we came back and we played it three years later on the xbox one and it's all tied to like a, a shift account they call it and you can get these codes online and you type in a code and it gives you a golden key and then you go into the game in the main city San- sanctuary that's what it's called
0: sanctuary um, that's the one
1: you go back to Sanctuary and you'd find this chest, and you could use the golden key, and you always got like a a very powerful item. It was still randomised, but it was always a very like rare item, so it was very good. Uh, but when we started, I had about sixty of these keys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was kind of nice that we could. There were always these items you got. Maybe there were like five levels above your current level, so we didn't spaff all the keys early on, but it meant that every now and then, when we felt that we hadn't got much good loot, we could just. I'd give you like three or four keys and I'd keep three or yeah. four keys, right? And then we would just open some chests and get some nice loot. So to, yeah, typically it quite the nice, start,
0: but... Yeah, the start of each session that we played, and we'd probably play like three or four hours a session, we would mm. generally go to Sanctuary, spend the keys and get some weapons and then go and play for a while and then repeat the next week or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. it, it was good because I guess we didn't mention with the weapons that they had different rarity values, So Mm. they would either be, like, green, which was, like, common, blue, which was, like, slightly rare, um, and then there was purple, which was, like, super rare. And the golden keys nearly always gave you purple weapons. Um, And the purple ones are not only rare because they've got, you know, they're slightly better, they're slightly higher than your current level, um, but also they would have, like, some special ability attached to them so you had to kind of be a bit careful with it as well because quite often we'd use the golden key and it'd be like here's a pistol and it's two levels above the one that you are so you can't use it and then you'd have yeah. to wait so we typically do it at the start of a session so that two hours in we'd finally be able to actually use it and be like yay yeah. yeah, now i can use this cool weapon that i've just found a better one of in this toilet so uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's one more mechanic i can think of worth mentoring and that was the um what's it called illyrium and um super oh, rare yeah, yeah. Uh, i guess another currency really like a super rare currency you'd find in these little purple bits of uh ore or stone mm. gemstones kind of things and every time you picked enough of them up you could go to that dodgy guy who hid behind his door right
0: yeah all you saw was his eyes through a little slit <laughs> in the door you'd just open it and go what well, you got some illyrium to sell
1: and you'd and... hand him like four or eight pieces of illyrium, and it would make your inventory slightly bigger or give you uh, more space for ammo for certain types of guns,
0: and it's stacked. So if you wanted inventory mm. space, it might cost 10 illyrium. But the next time you wanted inventory space, it'd be 20. Yeah. And so you had to kind of choose what you wanted to upgrade. Whether you wanted to sort of split the difference and go, okay, well, I want a bit more ammo, a bit more grenades, a bit more inventory space, or like me, I just went, give me loads of grenades and then I just had like <laughs> 20 grenades or something and I could just run around just chucking them constantly because I didn't really have to worry about it. Um, so that was really cool. But it was also nice, the mechanic of spending it. Like I liked the fact yeah. that you had to go to that really sketchy guy like down that side street and just this little <laughs> hatch would open. But I think we also got a load of Illyrium from the golden key system i think you started with a load of alirium mm, yeah i think and so yeah. i got half of it automatically somehow i i don't remember somehow how magically write. yeah it's all a bit strange <laughs> but uh we we should probably because we've been talking about it for uh, about 25 minutes now uh, we've not actually mentioned anything about specifically how it plays cooperatively uh differently to single player or how the multiplayer works <laughs> So perhaps you would like to discuss that.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, that's one of the pure joys of this game, really. And I think the reason why it's still on my on my hard drive and not been deleted was the fact you can just play the whole game together. I mean, you you must if you're a regular listener here, you know how much we value that. No special sub mode or anything. You can just fire up the game right from the start. I I think like right on the bus, basically. Right, you know, you both pick your character. (laughs) And you come. The story was written for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not um, like Halo where you it's a single player story and you can play it through as two people, but every cut scene there's just one of you <laughs> and it breaks it. You were genuinely in the story, the both of you, I seem to think. I could yeah. <laughs> again it's a while, but I I'm pretty sure that was the case. And that like, you would be addressed as Vault Hunter's the pair of you, rather than like if you played it single player, you'd be referred to as Vault Hunter. Um so it's just a very tiny change, but that's all that was needed because of course there'd be two of you, it makes sense in the story that there would be multiple vault hunters that are there that time uh, to handsome jack's trying to kill. Um so I, it just, just fits perfectly.
1: Yeah I was just gonna say I, I guess really you've got two different ways you can play it. You can you can start together and just keep playing through the game together, which we did, and I really rate that experience. Uh but it's also possible I think they do some funky balancing to make it more fair, but you can drop into someone else's game. So if someone's having a, a trouble with a boss and you're 30 levels ahead you can drop in and give them a hand. Uh, one to four players which is kind of cool you can play the whole game on your own i played 10 or 15 hours and it was still fun but a lot more fun with a friend Uh, and what's really cool is on xbox one and ps4 you can play local split screen up to four players so uh, if you've got a 70 inch tv and don't mind sharing which i do but um (laughs) uh, you could play it with your friends and what was even cooler was i saw some people on steam who if you had two monitors on your PC, you can actually fire up two instances of the game with special command line parameters. So they use different like directories for the save files and things, uh, and actually play them side by side and use one controller for one and one controller for the other. <laughs> so there's wow. uh, there's videos of people playing split screen, i.e. one monitor each, two player borderlands on the same PC with different controllers, and that is that was pretty cool. I guess That's it's old really enough cool. now that most PCs can handle it too, so
0: we should do that next time we're in the same room together. Yeah, yeah, Worth game. just, we, we could do just that. For the geekiness.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Although, you know, if I had a 17-inch screen and I could play this game, I'd play it solo because you'd want Moxie <laughs> on 17-inch screen. You're not going to want to condense that down to a tiny little window. i just about Moxie. Um, one thing I really loved about the multiplayer being that it is drop-in, drop-out. Um, is at one point, I I think I'll probably mention it a little later on um, we got to a stage and I don't know how it happened but basically John was a little bit more powerful than me and his guns were a bit better I I think we must have gone our separate ways at some point and so you had found a load of enemies and killed Mm. them and leveled up um, and I just wasn't close enough to get the benefit of it. I seem to think that you need to be within a certain radius of your co-op yeah. partner for you to get the shared XP. Otherwise, so, just them gets it. It's um, like 300 so metres of a kill or something, and you would get the XP as well. And as I was a sniper, quite often I would hang back and shoot long range. So sometimes I didn't get the XP. Um, and so it'd gone on for a while it was fine at first but i think at some point i was like two levels down maybe and it was like having a noticeable effect um and so i wanted to get a few achievements as well because i'm an achievement <laughs> fan like that and so uh one evening uh when not make it i just played on my own for a little bit and just did a few little tiny side quests that weren't really that important that we probably wouldn't have bothered playing anyway um and i got some XP that way, and was able to level up a bit and get a few achievements. And then when we played again, it was fine because we were the same level mm. again, and it was great. But it was nice that you could still drop in, drop out, and also if you wanted to, you can. like The save game system didn't just allow you to play once; you could have a multiplayer game on the go whilst also having a single player game if you wanted to. Yeah, you can um, have multiple characters, right? Yeah, a lot of a lot of games don't do that, which is incredibly infuriating. <laughs> um yeah so that was uh, my point on that that's good so I, I guess we're going to get to our likes dislikes and comments on the game so uh, I'll start with my like um which we, we've discussed it quite a lot already so I'll, I'll gloss over it quickly um but the weapon variety was great because it really did make it feel very fresh as you were going along like you were constantly looking forward to the next weapon you were going to get and then go through it um in many ways it's kind of similar to like zelda breath of the wild uh in that it's very much uh, that kind of open world game where you can go and do what you want or there is a story running through uh but also in the way that weapons in this they don't break but they do you, you do just get rid of them because you want the next thing that comes along um yeah they get crap after a while because game.
1: other ones are better right <laughs>
0: yeah you're constantly picking up new weapons um and because there's all the different weapon types like you've got your shotgun things you've got different ammo for each gun as well um which is infuriating in some ways um but (laughs) you will go along and like if you've got your sniper rifle and then you run out of sniper ammo it's like well shit i gotta use a different gun now but luckily there's hundreds of them lying around so i mean you could carry multiple weapons so you would just switch to a shotgun or switch to Mm. something else but it was very easy if you had multiples of certain weapons you could just switch out and uh, go and get something new um, so I, I like that there's not enough games that have this amount of weaponry in it um it's good it's good that's a very interesting definition of i'll oh, just gloss over it you've got there ben yeah. <laughs> 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 sit uh, back but while i, I, I really tell you a tale with this one
1: I really will just gloss over this one because we've mentioned it, but the whole game being available in Curb is awesome. That's, uh, that's the,
0: one of my biggest likes. Nice, we'll move on. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. you, you, you can expand on that no, if you wish. That, that We, we talked that, about that it quite a lot, a... so I think,
1: uh, I think there, is, there is nothing more to say. It's awesome. Play it together with your friends the whole game
0: done well, I, I did already mention it but i'm going to mention it again because i loved it so much tiny tina's assault on dragon keep is definitely the best dlc i've ever played <laughs> and it was like i would have bought that as a standalone game and i would have paid 15 20 pounds for it it was mm. that good yeah um, and
1: it, it was perfect because it builds on the experience you've built already in the game like it works so well because when when like they're playing D and there's a a hero that you've seen go through the wars telling tiny tina to shut up and then tiny tina's like no (laughs) you're playing my game and then (laughs) everyone's just like all right we'll have to do what she says like it works because they built the characters up so it's really good even better there's also
0: like standalone recurring characters would like come along as enemies in the game wouldn't they like there was Mm. there's some guy in the game who dies and like (laughs) she has a hard time dealing with it and so then in tiny tina's assault he's in it and he's yeah. just, like, there as, like, a shining knight who's amazing. And, like, you can hear the others being, like, she really needs to get over this. How can we move her on? And she's like, it's fine. And just, like, constantly playing. And he's, like, this, like, an angel that's just, like, got wings and stuff. But he's, like, superpower. It's, like, tragic and hilarious at the same time. It's, like, it's got, it's got quite a lot of depth to it that you wouldn't expect from what looks like... It, it kind of looks like the throwaway sort of DLC um that, that you would expect to get but it's actually more like uh Red Dead Redemption had really good DLC mm. when it had that zombie mode which i mean yeah. everyone's done that to death now but they were they were like the first one to do it properly um and that had a whole story where like everyone was undead suddenly um and it's very much like that that it's not just a simple reskin it's like a huge amount of effort has gone into it and a huge amount of new voice acting and uh graphical assets and stuff it's not just it's not like Sunset Overdrive's DLC, where it's like, "Oh, you're somewhere slightly different, and the enemies have got a new colour palette." Yeah, <laughs> but it's which more is of still the same. awesome. But uh, it not, was nowhere no, near as good as this. No, no, this is like a different league.
1: I wanted to tip my hat to the the characters and the overall writing of the game. Which, I think it was really which, strong. Which character
0: in particular, John?
1: Well, uh, there was that little robot called Clatrap. He was pretty cool. (laughs) And there was uh, that bad guy called Handsome Jack. He was really funny. Uh, I love the interplay between you and him because he had this cocky, "Hey, I'm the bad guy. Will you just die for me, please?" Yeah, Uh, who else was there? There was. uh, Oh, that's it. There was. There was Moxie, uh, who owns the bar.
0: (laughs) Moxie's bar, just for you, Ben.
1: Just for you. And you could tip her like a hundred, a thousand, or ten
0: thousand, right? (laughs) Um, yeah, and she'd just give you a little like throwaway line that would always be like disparaging like you give her ten and she she'd be like i don't know what you think you're getting for that but i can tell you you're not i know what you wanted ben <laughs> you get the same whiskey you get the same whiskey as everyone else <laughs> uh
1: but I, I thought it was also great that the characters from the original game were in there and they that was really nice because It made the continuity from the first game fit together really well, but you didn't play the characters in the first, so you got to see them and how they have grown and what they have become. And that was really cool. Like when you saw them for the first time, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember those characters because I played them. (laughs) Um, And then obviously Tina, I mean, she comes in with the DRT, but she's also an awesome character. And the writing is just really fun. Whenever someone opens their mouth, it's usually something funny or interesting comes out, so you want to listen to it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not press X to skip territory. No. It's, uh, <laughs> you, it reminded me, one of the, the nice things about this um, is that... Apparently, like, during development, there was someone who was, like, a super fan of, like, the first game. Um And then he'd been, like, diagnosed with... Uh, I forget what type of cancer mm. or whatever it was. But something terrible had happened and he was, like, really looking forward to this game but obviously wasn't going to make it. Um And I think his brother or someone... I-, I get all the details wrong here. Basically wrote to Gearbox and said, oh, please, can you do something and let him see it? And they basically gave him an early copy of the game and let him play it <laughs> and finish it. Um And then once the game was released and he'd he'd died, they um, put him into the game and there was an Mm. achievement if you found him. Um, And it was ridiculously hard because I spent like two hours trying (laughs) to get it. But basically you you just have to keep going into Sanctuary because there was like a, a one in a thousand chance that he would be mm-hmm. at one of 18 spots in Sanctuary. And like, he could just be like leaning against an alleyway or thing. So basically you would leave Sanctuary, go back in, and then you would go to all 18 places he could be. He wasn't there. You'd leave, you'd go back in, repeat. And I, I did that for two hours. And then I finally found him in the Moxie's Bar and he was sat there. And then he says a few lines, which are quite nice. And then he gives you a ridiculously powerful weapon and an achievement. And it's like, ah. Oh. It's one of the best achievements I've ever got because it's got such a great story behind it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And it was also That's really nice. typical of achievement. It was a horrendous grind. Um, <laughs> particularly because originally, I think in the first year the game came out, it was quite easy to do. And then they made it ridiculously difficult <laughs> with a patch. And so like, on all the forums and stuff, it's like, it's easy. Just leave like 10 times and you'll find it. be by the fountain. It's like, no, <laughs> it's not. Not anymore. <laughs> but uh no it's really good really i like things like that and that's uh it's nice when developers do stuff like that i like appreciate their fans and connect with the community um so other likes uh just the huge amount of quests and side quests and they're all interesting i mean there's a lot of you know the usual sort of uh, fetch and carry type of stuff there's a lot of uh going into an area and clearing out of enemies that kind of thing but it always felt fun because there was always colorful characters involved in it um mm. so i remember there was one for the mechanic where we had to like go out into the desert in a vehicle and like blow up 20 psycho caravans to get her parts <laughs> that she needed and that was great yeah, she's just yeah. like talking to you through the um headset and just like giving you words of encouragement she was very much like pam from archer in fact, actually, <laughs> Ar- Archer is a good comparison in terms of the graphical style. If you've ever watched Archer, uh, it's that kind of cell shading,
1: and almost like that kind of
0: tongue-in-cheek delivery. It's, as well. Yeah, it's very, very similar. Lots, yeah, <laughs> lots of similarity there. But yeah, the quests are great. Really good.
1: And I, I bring this up often when a game has it because it's one of my favourite features of a game. But it has huge amounts of variety, not just the weapons and and the world, but the variety in being able to build your characters so the classes did feel very different which was nice their abilities stood out as different and they had really deep skill trees and you could never buy well i don't know about never but we were nowhere near buying all the skills when we were done with 50 hours of gameplay so i mean you ended up with a a character you had built not just the the final stage character which you always build and that was nice because you could probably play the game through I probably wouldn't play it through as the same class again, because why? <laughs> but no. at least when you get to the end, you feel like you've built your character with your, your blend of badass points and your blend of skills and, and weapons. So.
0: And with six different characters to play as and lots of different side quests and stuff, like it, you could quite easily play the game three times and have quite a different experience, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: It's and, also uh, worth mentioning that you can respec your character as well. At Sanctuary, there's like a, mm-hmm, a vending yeah. machine you can go into and uh, respec for a certain amount of money, which isn't very expensive, so you can just reset all your points and respec, which is always good because it's such a pain when you don't have that in a game, and it's really frustrating when you've made a bad decision early on and now you can't get that ability that you really wanted. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm sure I had something to say about the massive variety. I got what it was. It'll come to me. Um, so dislikes uh, I didn't like the first DLC the Captain Scarlet and their Pirate's Booty like maybe it's because we played it straight after playing Borderlands 2 like the full game so we mm. played it for like 40 hours or something and then started playing that and I was a bit sick of it by then maybe uh, but yeah. then I say that but then we finished that and then played Tiny Tina's Assault and I was like <laughs> fully into it at that point because that was so different so I think it was it, it was probably too similar that yeah. It just felt like a little bit more. It like we sort of rushed through the last part of the game, like not doing as many side quests, cause we just wanted to finish it. And that felt we were going back and doing a side quest. Like, it probably is fine. Like, if you finish the game and then three months later they release that DLC and you're like, oh, cool, a bit more of that game I loved. But now it's a bit more like, eh, it was there, it was all right. I didn't think it was great though.
1: Yeah, by the end of the game at that time, we were done, right? And then yeah. we just tried Tiny Tina, and that was—it felt like a different game, so it was a different thing. But yeah. the core mechanics were kind of done. And I agree. I, I didn't. I thought it was just more of the same, which wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but it wouldn't have gripped me if that was all there was. I think we'd have stopped playing. For that, you know, we might have gone back to it. But um, but my first dislike is the. And this is a bit of a a double-edged sword because I like the leveling mechanic, but it did mean that sometimes you would go into an area, especially early on when you were level three and you met some level five guys and you lined up the perfect headshot and you're like, yeah, in the face. And then their health bar goes down 5%. percent you know. like, huh. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. a byproduct of having leveled weapons, leveled bad guys, you know, but it did remove a bit of the badassery when you're like, uh, I'm going to shoot you in the head with a rocket, 3% damage. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> and then yeah, you have to shoot it 25 times. And then obviously at high levels, you can shoot anything in, in anywhere in their body and they die of one shot if you're over their level. So um, so while I I don't know what the solution is to that because I did like the leveling system and progression. Uh, sometimes it was a bit like uh, grinding through guys because they're a couple of levels too high. I don't want to go and get another quest because let's just finish it. But they're too high level, so bang. Bang, bang.
0: So, yeah, it was, yeah, grindy. And speaking of uh, grindy, uh, inventory management is just, I mean, again, it's a double-edged sword because we're going, oh, we love how there's so many weapons and so much variety. But then the flip side of that is that you have to manage all of that. And so you pick up a weapon and then you have to, you're walking through an area and you're like, boom, 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 blowing stuff up. This is so cool. And then, oh, weapons, pick that up. Is this better than the weapon I have? Let me just look at the stats. Compare. What's the button for compare? Oh, no shit. That's the button for back. Go back. Okay, oh, yeah, compare. Uh, okay, so that one's got 0.2% faster reload, but this one's got one extra bullet in its chamber. Mm. <laughs> and it's just constant that all the time. And then even worse is that you have to do that not for just one weapon, but eventually you've got like four. And so you're looking and going, mm, is that sniper rifle better than my sniper rifle? Have I used that? Oh no, I'm saving that one because I know I've got to use that at a higher level, but I want to keep it. And you've just got loads of guns in your inventory that you're juggling around, but you don't know if you want to sell them because you might need that for a certain enemy type. So like I had a acid sniper rifle because it was super effective on one particular enemy that had been massive in one area. And so I kept it just in case we ever went back there it was taking up a slot in my inventory and it wasn't that powerful. It was just powerful against that one enemy type. And it's like, oh, I hate all this <laughs> management. But then to make it worse, in co-op, it's much worse yeah. because all of the inventory is shared, like on the ground. So if an enemy drops, if they dropped cash, that went to both of us automatically. Yeah. And XP goes to both of you automatically if you're nearby. But guns and stuff like that, shields, relics, whatever they're called. They got dropped on the floor, and so it's whoever picks it up. So then you get to a situation where you find a stash of stuff and you go, okay, uh, a sniper rifle. Well, I should probably take that. But that rocket launcher also looks good. John, what's your stats on your rocket launcher? then he'd rattle off his stats, and then I'd look at it and go, is this better? I I don't think this is much better. And then he'd look at it and go, ah... (laughs) No. And then I'll be like, well, do you want to take it? Then you can sell it at the shop and you get some money for it. And he's like, ah, I don't know, but I sold the last one. And he's like, oh my God, let's just play Rocket League. <laughs> it's just, you know, just constant inventory management, which is, yeah. I mean, it's its always one of our bugbears. Like, because we love games like this, we play a lot of uh, things like, you know, uh, Torchlight and Neverwinter Nights and all these things have these problems. But uh, it just seemed more prevalent than this because there's so much.
1: Yeah, I agree. So uh, my last dislike was just the fact that you start with only two weapon slots. You find a lot of weapons early on. And as you get through, you you finally get your third and your fourth weapon slot quite late into the game, like five hours or something. Uh, Just start me off with four. (laughs) I mean, I say weapon slots. Your inventory can carry 12 or 15, but you obviously have one. Per direction on the d-pad and i just wish they started you off with more than two it's an unnecessary i can handle it you know like (laughs) i'm a gamer i've played games before i can handle four weapon slots you don't have to hold it back and then you're constantly going into inventory and switching weapons over early on unnecessarily
0: so i just and then little running it little gripe running out of ammo for different weapon types as well Mm. total pain if you want to play as a sniper and you can only hold one sniper rifle at a time and then you run out of sniper ammo it's really annoying uh so just a few comments um lots of great achievements um as someone that likes achievement hunting uh i very much enjoyed the the large mixture of story-based achievements and just silly stupid stuff that you do in the open world <laughs> that gets you achievements i really like it when a game for me an achievement should be something that makes you do something in the game that you wouldn't otherwise have done
1: um, yeah and there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, of achievements that.
0: Yeah, there's a huge amount of that. It's not just oh, replay the game with this character. Oh, collect a hundred weapons. It's there's a lot more crazy stuff in there which I I really enjoyed. You are such a chivo whore, aren't you? <laughs> I really. Yeah. There was a great one where it was like it was like meet Stabby McStabface. And there, was just, there was a psycho. who's like, I'm Stabby McStabface. Stab me in the face, and you literally just had to stab him in the face, and he died. And then it's like achievement unlocked. It's like, what? <laughs> so random i love a game but um
1: so my last comment was just going to be that not really a dislike because maybe it was our own fault for skipping a bunch of side quests near the end but there were a few times where we were obviously in somewhere that was overpowered um but it kind of side like took us by surprise i guess because you went through two-thirds of a quest and only then did you realize you weren't quite high enough level for the boss we ended up dying like 20 times on on some bits didn't we and and it it did warn us this level is for level 25 and you're only 23 but a lot of the time that happened and it was fine so you know this will be fine too i'm sure and you get through most of the quest and then the last bit it's like uh...
0: (laughs) Um, i'm i'm conscious of uh, of time but one thing that we didn't mention which i love uh is that when you die uh, you don't die. Well, you do die, but your soul is saved in, like, an SD card, and then <laughs> that goes to the nearest Hyperion, uh, like, retransplant center or something yeah. like that. I forget what it's called. And you get respawned, and it takes your money, basically. It takes, like, a chunk of money for the cost of giving you a new body. <laughs> um, but the little phrases that she would come out with as she reformed you were hilarious. <laughs> And it takes about ten seconds, and the reason I mention it is because when a, when there's a boss fight, that's always yeah. like within about thirty seconds walk of it. So if there's two of you, you'll be shooting at the boss. And one of you dies, they basically have to keep fighting for about forty-five seconds while you respawn and then run back uh, across. But
1: uh, and try not to it, kill them. Otherwise,
0: yeah, only one of you gets the XP. So yeah, yeah, that happened a few times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So would we play it again? And would we recommend it, John?
1: I yes. I definitely would play it again. In fact, we started recently and I think if there weren't so many other great games, we'd probably be playing it now. But we're addicted to Rocket League at the moment. (laughs) Um, But I'd be up for another run through if only to get to Tiny Tina's Keep again. Um, And I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it's on offer so often. I probably wouldn't recommend going out and spending 45 euros on it tomorrow. (laughs) But wait till the summer sale, wait till the next this sale, that sale. It's always on offer now because it's so old, but it's still worth buying. Really good
0: yeah i i would say the same um and i would also say i mean i started playing borderlands uh with borderlands 2 um and then i liked it so much i bought borderlands 1 on the xbox 360 uh, as a disc because <laughs> it was so cheap it's like six quid and then i put it into my xbox one and then it downloaded the full game and let me play it and it's like oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty awesome um and i played through the first game and then we played some of the pre-sequel which is the the newest one of the games yeah um, we didn't finish it, but we I think we we're a bit bored of borderlands by that point. Uh Borderlands A. <laughs> uh, 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 I think we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Uh the website is connecting to host.co.uk. If you want to listen to some of our previous episodes, uh you can chat to us on Twitter at CTHcast and recommend some games for us to play. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, please leave an iTunes review. Uh, but until next time, thank you very much for listening.